Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 3, 17-21, called The Power of Example. All right, Philippians 3, would you stand with us for the reading of God's Word if you're able to stand? Those of you who have joined us live stream, welcome. The text is Philippians three seventeen through 21, the title, The Power of Example. The text reads as follows, Philippians three seventeen, brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. For many walk of whom I have often told you and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Pray with me if you would. Father, thank you so much for this powerful section. As we move verse by verse through Philippians, what blessed uh, encouragement we have found, what strong uh, examples and exhortations we have, what encouragement we are blessed to receive May you be glorified in both the teaching and the receiving and hearing of your word so that we can run this race with endurance, Lord, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Thank you that for the joy set before you, you endured the cross. You despised the shame. You've sat down at the right hand of God the Father. Thank you that you're interceding for your people now, cheering us on. We're so grateful. Bless the time together we have now in your word. In Jesus' name, if you agree, would you say? Amen. Amen. You can have a seat. The power of example. Paul opening uh, this particular section with a call to follow his example. What leads into this is Paul talking about a life goal. If you go back just for a moment into 310, this is what Paul said his life was all about, that I may know him, the him is Christ. Philippians 310, and the power of of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. You can link verse 11 with verse 21 and we'll get there at the end. And then a sports metaphor we talked about last time. Not that I've already obtained it or have already become perfect or mature, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it, yet but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So last time we showed you a graphic of a single runner in something like an Olympic running race. That was the metaphor And many of us can relate to sports metaphors. And so we looked at that running race and we looked at fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. 
And we talk about this a lot in the church. If you've uh, been around for any length of time, you've heard Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. You've heard Colossians 3, that we're to set our mind on things above, not the things of the earth, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And I know we all have a sense of what that means, but it also could maybe be one of those things that you have a question mark about, like, how do you do that? How do you fix your eyes on Jesus? I haven't seen Jesus. Uh, how do I set my mind on things above where Christ is seated in the heavenlies? What are the practicals of that? How does one carry that out? And the sports metaphor is helpful, but another helpful piece is a human example. And this is Father's Day, and we have given you guys the, the bracelets that says, set the example. And the truth of the matter is you are setting an example, whether it's a positive or a negative one, or even if you're somewhere in between, right? We're setting an example. And fathers, you know, we're called upon to raise our kids in the ways of Christ and to set that example. And we're not going to be a perfect example, but we want to be as consistent as we can be. Now, most of you know I'm the father of three boys. They're now grown. And as they were growing up, I had become a Christian. Uh, they grew up in a pastor's household. My wife and I got saved on the same day. And uh, our household was really kind of growing in the things of God as we were growing in Christ. And I will tell you this, that as the boys grew up, I watched them want to follow my example. For example, I can think of times when Shane, when he was young, would have a briefcase and a clip-on tie because I used to wear a tie every day and uh, carry a briefcase. And I was the drummer on the worship team way back in the day. And Shane would put out pots and pans in the living room. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. And then he'd grab his briefcase. Got to go to work now, honey. And he'd go off to work. And he was just mimicking what he had seen in me. I remember when we first bought the house in Corona, I had, I was mowing the lawn and he had that little bubble lawnmower and he was following me around. And it was, it was just an ingrained thing that boys follow dad and mom. And then, you know, as Nathan was growing up, I had a chance to coach him in a lot of baseball. And we spent a lot of wonderful time on the baseball field. And I watched him grow as an athlete and uh, got really many special chances to spend with him. And then our youngest decided no, no more baseball at the age of 10. And he felt a call to musical theater, something that I didn't think much about. I was pretty much a sports guy. But as he fell in love with musical theater, so did we. And we went to many plays where he was involved. And sometimes he had the lead role. And I, and I told him, I, I have fallen in love with musical theater because I love you. And uh, watching each of the boys grow was very special. And, uh, you know, the time goes by so quickly. But, you know, if you read any book on parenting, any book on biblical, biblical masculinity, you know that boys, especially boys, and, I'm, and I raised three boys, so I can't really talk about daughters, but do have a granddaughter now that I'm rejoicing in. But I will say this that they just, they watch. It's a power of an example. And I will tell you this, even though I'm a pastor, the most powerful sermons I've ever preached as it relates to my kids were not from a pulpit. They were in everyday life situations. 
And so my encouragement to you guys, and I know oftentimes, you know, we were kind of joking on Mother's Day. Often this is what it looks like. Oh, moms are great. We love you so much. Way to go, moms. And on Father's Day, we're usually like, all right, get it together. Step it up, man. What's your problem? Set the example, would you? And in order to remain consistent, we're going to do that again today. So, man, we had very little money to spend on you. And not a whole lot of encouragement for you today either. So get ready. No, there's going to be a little bit of encouragement. (laughs) But I will say this. If you want to be a good example, a good example will simply be the overflow of you knowing and growing in Christ. You don't have to force a mechanical example. If you are in love with Jesus and you are seeking first the kingdom of God as best you can with all of our weaknesses and frailties that we all have, the kids will pick up on that. And they will know that you love Jesus, and this can carry over into grandparenting, great-grandparenting, leading a company, a coach, mom, whatever you are in your life. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he'll add everything to you. But let me give you a warning. If you're playing church and you're a hypocrite and you live one way out there and then you come in with the Christian platitudes, but it's not real in here, your kids will also pick up on that. And there is a power in the example of hypocrisy as much as there is power in the example of authenticity. Amen? So that's something for us to really just be thinking about. And I will tell you even this, that sometimes some of the most powerful examples that you can set is even apologizing. There's been times that I rushed to judgment with the boys, didn't hear everybody out, and quickly, you know, made my judgment, and I was wrong. And there's even power in apology. There's even power when those around you watch you apologize maybe to your spouse and say, I was wrong. You know, there's a lot of different ways to be an example. Now, Paul calls upon the church. We all need human examples. And as much as Jesus, you know, he, in chapter two, that great section, he says, let, have this attitude in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. There is absolutely no doubt. Jesus is the supreme example. But Paul does call upon the church to follow his example. Is that prideful? I don't think so. Paul in 1 Corinthians 11.1 says, follow me as I follow Christ. We all need people to model our lives after. To go with the sports analogy, for those of you who are athletes, I grew up playing baseball. That was my main sport. And sometimes you'll watch little kids try to copy the baseball stance of their hero. Or a tennis player who might be an inspiration or a golfer. You know, you watch their swing and you're like, man, I'm going to try to pattern my swing after that golfer. Or whatever it may be. It could be that you're an artist and a great artist has inspired you. You're a musician and a great, uh, you know, musical artist has inspired you. There's a lot of different ways to look at this. But here's something that we know. When you find someone who's better at something, more mature, more advanced and you hang around them or watch them, you're better off for it. I, I've taken up the game of golf. It, is, it remains a great mystery to me. Uh, and people, when they watch me, say, yeah, it looks like a mystery to you. But 
Here's the thing. I know that when I play golf with other golfers who are better than me, I step up my game. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hello, I'm Rob Newton, producer of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. Thank you to all our Walk in Truth partners for your financial support. We are over halfway through this year, and you have raised over $30,000 to support our mission of being on the radio and podcast equipping people with God's truth. Now, we have more opportunities to broadcast Walk in Truth on more radio stations. That means we can serve more communities with Pastor Michael's unique way of teaching through the Bible. Radio is still strongly used by people all over the world. Not everyone gets to use podcast and stream on their phone, but radio in a car or at home is still free for listeners. Most listeners who reach out to Walk in Truth are listening on the radio. Now our audience is growing, and so are the opportunities. We would love to expand the program, and we need your help to do it. It costs thousands of dollars for airtime, and we could use more Walk in Truth partners. Are you blessed by Pastor Michael's teachings? Are you learning? Are you being challenged? We hope to reach more people like you. Would you please consider becoming a $20 monthly Walk in Truth partner? We are looking for at least 200 more listeners to help continue our mission to equip the body of Christ. Right now, our church and current Walk in Truth partners help pay the bills, but we would like to become fully funded by listeners. This will make it so what we have from the church can be used for expansion. Please sign up to become a Walk in Truth partner on walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Again, become a $20 monthly partner by visiting walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. And people, when they watch me, say, yeah, it looks like a mystery to you. But here's the thing. I know that when I play golf with other golfers who are better than me, I step up my game. And that's what I'm talking about, the power of example. I can even think of times when I was playing a, uh, a sport and like family members showed up to my watch, my, to watch. My mom was always at my Little League games, my greatest fan growing up. That's my son! She almost got in fights in the stands. That, that's my son! And it was wonderful to have her support. I remember one high school game, I was pitching and my cousins came. I walked the bases loaded and then struck out three guys in a row, inspired by the fact that my cousins were in the stands. Here's the point. Human examples that are good and positive can and do inspire us. And I think that's what Paul is saying. Brethren, the Greek word in 317, Adelphoi, it's a family term like the family of God, brothers, sisters, join in. Join in with others is the way you could read this. Join in following my example, says Paul, and observe, that's the word scopio in Greek, it's scope out those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. Now Paul says, join me, and then he says us, and the us would include Timothy in chapter 2, 19 through 30, and Epaphroditus, and many others in Philippi who were faithful examples. Bad company, 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three, corrupts 
good morals, good company does what? It will encourage you towards a good life and good morals. It does matter the company that you keep. It does matter what you watch, what you listen to, who the primary friends are in your life. Surround yourself with good people, strong believers, those who will inspire you, and you will probably step up your game. Surround yourself with those who pull you down, and inevitably you'll probably be pulled down. And that's what Paul is talking about. He's saying, brothers, sisters, I want you to follow good examples, including mine, including Timothy, including Epaphroditus. Now, in 1 Corinthians, just uh, turn back a few pages in your Bible to chapter 4. The Apostle Paul planted the Corinthian church, and he loved them, but he had a lot of issues with them, including they were challenging you know, his speaking ability and his credentials, 1 Corinthians 4. And here's what he says to the Corinthian church, and I think that this is a good uh, kind of call it foundational passage with these ideas in mind. 1 Corinthians 4.14, Paul says, I don't write these things to shame you. He had to correct a lot of what the Corinthian believers were doing. 1 Corinthians 4.14. But to admonish you as my beloved children. For if you were to have countless tutors in Christ, yet you would not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel, a spiritual father, I exhort you, therefore, be, what? Imitators of me. For this reason I have sent to you Timothy, who is my beloved and faithful child in the Lord. He will remind you of my ways, which, I, which are in Christ Jesus, just as I teach everywhere in every church. Now, that's a good foundational cross-reference to see Paul exhorting a church, encouraging a church, saying, I'm a spiritual father to you. Imitate me. Follow the pattern of teaching that I've set up in all the different churches. It's a consistent pattern built around the nourishment of God's word, the gospel, etc. Back to Philippians 3. Something else I want you to notice about the passage is that it is not an individual passage, although the scene last time we saw was kind of like an individual runner running a race, fixing their eyes on the prize for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. But now it changes or shifts or widens the focus to a group of runners. Philippians 3, 17 and 18 in the NIV read this way. Join in with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. For as I have often told you before, and now say again even with tears, many live, notice it's many as enemies of the cross of Christ. Now, join in with others in following my example. So widen the scope of the, the image. And here we've given you an image with a couple of runners to convey this idea that when you're running, you're not running alone. This is the purpose of the body of Christ. When we're running on the track, sometimes we're fatigued. Sometimes you feel like giving up. And maybe someone comes running up alongside you and says, hey, I'll help, I'll help you set the pace. Hey, you can make it. Uh, we just watched the story of Kurt Warner, who was the uh, kind of the underdog story and became the Rams quarterback. And some of the wide receivers around him, when he felt like almost like the world was against him, encouraged him in the huddle, you can do this, you can make it. 
This is the purpose of the body of Jesus Christ. We don't run alone. We're together, encouraging one another, and all the more as we see the day drawing near. This is why we need to assemble. This is why we need small group fellowship. This is why we need Bible studies, because we are not running alone. Not to mention the fact that there are people in the stands. Hebrews 11 paints them as people who have gone before us, spectators, if you will, encouraging us, like by faith, Abel, and Enoch, and Noah, and Abraham, and David, and Jacob and Joseph and others ran the race and they, in some sense, maybe just their stories alone, are encouraging us as spectators to finish well. Amen? We, you, are not alone. This is why you need to be vitally connected to the body of Jesus Christ. We join in with others as we run this race with endurance. And so I ask you, do you have a running partner? Do you have someone who's encouraging you? Maybe someone older, more mature. Someone that you look up to as a spiritual leader. Someone who is, maybe has more depth than you do at this present time. Maybe they know their Bible better. Maybe you would ask them, hey, can we have coffee once a month and talk about the Word of God or whatever it may be. 2 Timothy 1.13, Paul says, follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. That's 2 Timothy 1.13. You've been listening to The Power of Example, Part 1 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 3, 17-21. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. As you know, we love to connect with our listeners, and that means you. You can email or send Pastor Michael and the rest of us here a letter. We love to get mail, so you can get all that contact information on walkintruth.com. Or if you're ready now, here's the email address. It's contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And here's our mailing address. P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Again, you can write us at P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. All right, so what if you'd say, I'm tired of trying to be a good example. (laughs) I've had it. I'm done. (laughs) Well, you know what? We can all relate, right? Sometimes we just get exhausted. We want to throw up our hands. Let somebody else be a good example. But you know what? The power of example goes both ways, right? We've had good examples and bad examples in our lives, and we know the power of a good example. And so we don't want to just be a good example to be a good example, if you know what I'm saying. We just, you will be a good example as you walk with the Lord. I I heard some interviews. I have a football team I enjoy. And they were talking about someone uh, stepping into the shoes of leadership because a uh, a famous, uh, well-known leader was out, retired. And now this guy had to take on the mantle of leadership. And they asked, what kind of leader is he? Well, he mostly leads by example. Hey, that's awesome. Some people are vocal leaders. Some people lead by example. Some people do a little bit of both. You don't have to recreate yourself. Just be the person you are. And when Christ is moving in your life, you will be an example for others to follow. You might be surprised how many people are inspired by your life. 
This is what God does when you just simply surrender to him. Well, here we are on the weekend. I am inviting you to Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. The preaching that you hear on Walk in Truth comes out of the pulpit of Living Truth Christian Fellowship, a local church body in Corona. We have two Sunday morning services, 8.30 a.m., and 10.30 a.m. By the way, if you have a Spanish-speaking relative, we've added a third service at 1 o'clock Spanish, so you can check that out as well. It's Living Truth, 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. I'd love for you to come out. I'd love to meet you. Let me know you're a radio listener. Maybe we'll split a donut. Maybe we'll have one of our own. But we'll, we'll see you nonetheless. Driving directions, all you need. At walkintruth.com, click on that church tab. We'll see you here. And remember, if you're outside of the Southern California area, um, find a good local Bible teaching church and go and serve the Lord and get plugged in. And if you can't get to a church, remember, you can catch our live stream of our church service, 10.30 a.m. Pacific time. Just search for us on YouTube, Living Truth Christian Fellowship, or connect from the walkintruth.com website. Hey, have a wonderful, joy-filled, peace-filled weekend. Love you all. We'll see you right here next time. God bless. And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and helps us do our free apologetic events too. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $20 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us on Monday for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 3, verses 17 through 21, called The Power of Example. I'm Mike Massaro. Have a fantastic weekend, and thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.